0: That much ado. We're going to go into the Word of God this morning. Go to Ephesians chapter four. It's something that I want to share with you. I trust will richly bless you. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter four, verse verses fourteen and fifteen. Verses fourteen and fifteen, that we henceforth. Be no more children. I like that they said henceforth. That means at one time we were. Praise the Lord. But God does not want us to remain children. So He tells us the things that need to happen so that we do not stay children. Parents are not unhappy that their children turn two. Parents are unhappy when their kids turn 20 and they're still acting two. Say amen, somebody. So Paul said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive because men or deceitful men will always take advantage of children. So the Bible says we can't afford to remain children because if we do, we become vulnerable for wicked men to always take advantage of us. Are you getting it? And he tells, us, he tells us the antidote to that, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love that we may grow up. Tell somebody, grow up. Mm-hmm. We may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. He says, speaking the truth in love. Let's say that, let's say that together. Speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. I say one more time, speaking the truth in love that we may grow. So the Bible tells us two ingredients that are cardinal for growth. The Bible tells us that we must speak truth and we must speak it in the language of love. Say amen somebody. I want to talk to us this morning from the subject 10 commandments of confrontation. 10 commandments of competition. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise and thanks. We thank you for your power and your presence in our midst. We thank you for what you're doing. Uh, the flower fades and the grass wither. Your word abides forever. Let your word so richly anoint and empower us this day that we may fight victorious lives and we may live victoriously to the praise and glory of your name in Jesus name. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4, that an enterprise is built by wise planning. It, is, it becomes strong through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. I'm going to say that again. An enterprise, the enterprise there is an idiom For anything we want to build. Whether it is a life or a marriage or a business or a family or a home or a career or a vocation. Whatever it is, it is the same principle that you need. An enterprise is built by wise planning. Scripture is letting you and I know you're going to have to do some Wise planning in order for it to get off the ground. Say, as somebody, it becomes established through common sense. It's amazing to me how many Christians that's what I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal. It didn't say the removal of our minds. It said the renewal of our minds. In other words, God has given us a mind. He wants us to think and he wants us to put it to use as we strive to build in the journey of life. That scripture says that whatever we build, whatever we are building, becomes strong through common sense. You're going to have to apply common sense into anything you're building, whether it's a business or a home or a family. You're going to have to apply some common sense to it for it to become strong. That's what the Bible says. Proverbs 24 verses 3 and 4 in the Living Bible Translation. And it profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. You know why? Because we live in a world that is constantly changing. The times of my great-grandmother is different from today. So I cannot expect to win by using the tools that she used. I have to keep abreast of the facts today. I have to be aware of the technological advancement. I have to lay use of the things that are available. The Bible says an enterprise profits wonderfully by keeping keeping abreast of the facts. Do you guys have the Living Bible translation of Proverbs 24 to put it up for the people? An enterprise is built by wise planning. It becomes strong through common sense and it profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. In order for us to succeed in life, there are two things we must learn to manage. If you go to any secular success seminar, you know all those motivational seminars, uh, how to succeed in business, Absolutely, they will tell you that the two basic, basic uh, uh, management tool, that the basic management tool you must have, you must have a basic management tool in managing two very foundational ingredients for success. Number one, you must learn to manage money, they will tell you. And number two, you must learn to manage people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It's not how much money you make, or it's not just how much money you make, it's how much money you are able to manage. Because you can make a whole lot of money, you end up with nothing if you do not know how to manage it. Say amen, somebody. Also understand that whatever you're trying to build always involves people. So if you do not learn how to deal with people, how to manage people, how to interact with people, everything will fall flat on your face. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's why the Bible is filled, it's replete with tools as on how to succeed relationally. Because whatever we are building always involves people. You will always find that successful businesses in America, they will always put customers first. The customer is always right. Well, they learned that in the Bible that told us to walk in love. And love means what I do to you It's not based on what you do to me, but based on what God did to me and what God did for me. Say amen, somebody. So my action to you must always be that which is for your highest good, regardless of your behavior. That's what love is. Unconditional love. And the scripture there tells us in, that, in Ephesians 4, verses 14 and 15 that we read there, that we cannot afford to stay children. You know how children behave. The Bible says they are carried by every wind of doctrine. They are here today and there tomorrow. There is no stability in their lives. And because there's no stability, they will not have any real success. They move from things to things. It's children that move from church to church, from place to place, from business to business, from vocation to vocation. And yes, from man to man and woman to woman. If you have that kind of mentality, you are a child. Oh, this oh, is this business? Is this business that's, 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 uh that that is really rocking? Let me get involved in them. Get involved. In them. Oh, oh no no tomorrow is that one? Is that one? Let me get involved. In oh no next one is that one? For you to succeed in any business is going to take time. Somebody say time. And you're going to have to learn to stick with it and give it your focus and your attention because it is not a particular kind of business. It is understanding the principles of business. And one of the cardinal things is that you must be established in it for you to see real success from it. Say amen somebody. Because the enemy is going to play with your mind and try to distract you and try to move you away and break your focus and give you reasons why you ought to move from here, there, today, and there. Because Satan knows that if you will stick with it, uh, let me tell you something. If you start hitting this thing with a bare hand and every time you come, you hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, it. every day you hit it. Regardless of what you see, just keep hitting it. One day there's going to be a crack, is what the scripture calls breaking the fallow ground. And after that crack has occurred, with less effort you're going to see much more results and that's what the enemy wants to do the enemy wants to stop you before your fallow ground is broken and that's why you got to let the enemy know that i refuse to allow you to distract and deceive me to make all of my effort all this while to go to waste i'm going to stick with it until this fallow ground breaks and i oh god Mm. are you getting it So the Bible says we must speak the truth in love that we may grow, that we may grow. If we are interested in growing, not in winning, sometimes we have discussions, at least it seems to me, that we are in a debate and I do not want to lose the debate. Say amen, sisters. I know you all are real good at this. So I'm going to finish you and talk you down because I refuse to lose. Well, baby, it's not about who's losing or winning. We are all on the same side. It's about growing. Because you may win the battle, but lose the war. You may win the debate, but lose them home. Oh, well. Let me get out of that, I'm getting in trouble. Say amen, I hope somebody is praying for me. So I want to talk to us today from the subject, 10 commandments of confrontation. 10 commandments of confrontation. 10 rules of confrontation. How we deal with one another. How to effectively discuss because sometimes some of us it's not that we are bad, it's just that we don't know so that we can learn to speak to each other in love and we can experience what is promised by God growth. Amen. Number one, give me number one quickly do it privately. Not publicly. Let me just say that these commandments, they will work for anything you are building. Whether it's concerning a home or a relationship, say amen somebody, or a business. And you have to deal with your employees and you have to confront them. these rules of engagement will work for any enterprise you are striving to build. In everything you're striving to build, child of God, please, please remember this. Do it privately, not publicly. Keep public matters keep private matters private and let public things be public. Don't try to cuss out your husband in front of his friends on your 40th birthday thinking that that will make him change no that will make him worse let me let me let me get away from that do it privately not publicly don't try to embarrass your children because you're upset he didn't come with all a's so he invites all his buddies home and there you are how many A's did you get Because you think that that will motivate him. No, 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 no. That will embarrass and kill him. Do it privately, not publicly. Say amen, somebody. Number two. Number two. Ten commandments of confrontation. Number two. Do it as soon as possible. Don't tell me something that happened 25 years ago. You know, one of the jokes I usually say is that uh, you know a man has to be a million times smart, so God made him a woman. (laughs) It's amazing how sharp. I think if men's brain have eight megabytes, the women's would have eight million. Seriously. So naturally, you guys are much smarter, and you have a greater memory than we do. Now, understand that whatever God gives, it gives for a reason. He didn't give so that you'll intimidate us. Because sometimes, you guys remember something that happened in 1855. <laughs> well, today is March 27th. But, you know, <laughs> we can't deal with that now. Praise the Lord. And then, just like that thing, that happened. Is it because I didn't say anything? Well, you should have said something then. (laughs) You should have said something then. Amen. You didn't say anything, just let that lie. Do it as soon as possible. Do it as soon as possible. Whatever you have to deal with. Whatever you have to confront. Whatever issue you have to... The Bible says... That the wounds of a friend are precious. Precious are the wounds of a friend. So a true friend risks your anger to tell you the truth than just flatter you all the time. You know what they say? Time heals all wounds. Lie. I don't know where we get some of that junky statement, junky cliches from. Time doesn't heal all wounds. There are many wounds that get much worse with time. With time, gangrene enters some wounds. Tetanus will enter some wounds with time. Time makes some wounds worse. Say amen, somebody. It is time with treatment. Somebody say time Time. with treatment. Let's say it again, time with treatment. It is time with treatment that heals wounds. So if we don't treat issues, if we don't deal with issues, if we sweep it under the carpet, you can come back in a hundred years, it's going to be waiting for you under the carpet. No, I'm not coming to your house to sweep it from under the counter of your carpet for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if we want it resolved, then we need to deal with it then. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We need to confront it. We need to deal with it. The issue is not in not confronting it. The issue is in how we confront it. Now, And I'm going to show you as we go down the rules. I'm going to show you how to deal with it. But it's got to be dealt with if we're going to experience growth. So that we do not stay babies. So that we do not mess up what we're trying to build. So that everything does not come crashing down. If we want growth and we want blessings. And we want the results and the harvest and the rewards that God promised. We've got to deal with it. Say amen somebody not 20 years time deal with it now amen give me number three speak to one issue at a time speak to one issue at a time and don't overload me with a long list of issues your megabytes is eight million mine is just eight have some mercy let me process same as somebody, because you see, when you, when you, when you, and we have to be careful. Some of us that have businesses and we have employees and all that. And the mistake we make is maybe our employees they're doing something wrong. You don't do it. You don't confront it. You don't deal with it. You don't deal with it. You don't deal with it. So one day you just explode, and then you start telling them what they did in 1955. Well, that's not the way to deal with that. Praise the Lord because then you are coming across as refusing to appreciate me for who i am and you've narrowed me down to some dysfunction in my life and truth be told every one of us has some dysfunction in their lives and we must not make the mistake that they made in bible days that they reduced people to their dysfunction the woman with the issue of blood like she had no name you know that woman whose son is on crack Every single good about her we have erased. Every single good about her husband we have erased. Every single good about our other siblings we have erased. And we've now named her by a dysfunction in one of her children. We cannot experience real growth like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We've got to deal with one issue at a time. One of the things we teach when we're talking at private time, when we, those of us that minister in the world, even in the house of the Lord, and one of the things we share, that I share with the other ministers, is when you're dealing with, because the temptation as a teacher is you want everybody to get it with this one opportunity that I have. Everybody cannot get everything in a 45-minute message. Praise the Lord. And it's far more effective that they get one thing than for you to confuse them in your well-meaning but misguided effort trying to get them to get everything. No, they can't get everything. No, I cannot get everything. What are you talking about? Now you've confused me more than So deal with one issue at a time. Deal with one issue at a time. You're upset that I didn't brush my mouth on time? Well, let's deal with that. We'll talk about the snoring next year. (laughs) Amen. Give me number four. Give me number four. Once you've made your point, stop repeating it. Let all my brothers say amen. Amen. There's a difference between speaking the truth in love and nagging. Speaking the truth in love produces growth. Nagging makes me want to run away. <laughs> Do you still love me? <laughs> Listen. I'm not going to get it, neither am I going to change, by how long or how loud you scream it. Did you hear what I just said? It's going to take the grace of God to make me change. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Now we must confront, but we must not spend all of our time in human confrontation because thankfully we are not limited to just that. We must be able to employ spiritual weapons and talk to the father of fathers who made us because he can help me much more than you or me can help myself. So instead of spending one hour trying to tell me what I need to do, why don't you spend five minutes telling me and spend the other 55 minutes telling him so that he can fix me to do what you want me to do? Oh. You got to understand that. You have got to understand that. And many times... The issues that we're dealing with, we're facing, we're confronting, I already know. Please, I don't need you to tell me that it's late for me to come to work. Do you know that it's late for you to come to work? Do you know that you've got to come to work on time? Do you know if you don't come to work on time, they will fire you? Do you know even if you get another job? don't go too late to walk in that area (laughs) i already know i already know so you going on on and on and on and on and on and nagging me about it is not going to be what's going to make me change yes you should tell me yes you should confront me about it yes you ought to speak the truth in love to me so that i may grow but nagging me you are not going to nag me to be righteous you're not it doesn't work like that because what it does what it does is it moves me away from what you're trying to say and it makes me now focus on you who is saying it. But oh here she comes again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Give me number five. Number five. Hallelujah. Deal with the action the person can change. If not frustration Bill's in your leadership. Deal, pastor, pastor, you ought to be able to sing like, Sister listen, if you put me in the studio, make me stop preaching, force me to stop practicing medicine, tell me I'm not going to go home to my wife and children, and put me in the studio, Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, practicing, and then am I really practicing? Oh, go to B-flat, oh, oh, go up to soprano, eh, go up, eh, and you come back in a hundred years. I'm never going to be able to sing like Sister Tolu you Hear me? Raise the Lord. So telling me I ought to be I, I ought to be six five. No, I I, I it, 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 you can tell my son, eight year old son, it, 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 no, I ain't get, you ain't getting no six five from this one. So let's deal with things that people can change. Why is your accent too thick? Why is yours too thick? You have an accent, you have one too. Everybody has an accent. I don't blame me. I didn't choose my nationality. Bl- uh. <laughs> and let us move away from saying things that are insulting to people's culture. You miss your cue to give God a round of applause there. <clears throat> because there is good in every culture God there's got to be good in every culture God created them he made all things beautiful in his time and it is our diversity that pleases him in heaven we're going to live together so what's all this you know looking down on people based on stuff they can't change it's not of God it is not of God. Making statements that are demeaning, that uh, that have things of prejudice is not right. Locking every group of people in one, all b- oh, black people are lazy. Oh, it, the, 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 those are statements that are wrong, that are ungodly, and ought to be never found on our lips as people of God. Praise the Lord. For most, some of us, it's a tribal issue. All Ijebu people are stingy. Now, 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 now. I'm Ijebu, I'm, I'm so I can make an example like that. If you're not Ijebu, you dare not make an example like that. <laughs> you remember, that? You remember that, uh, uh, that lady, Dr. Schlesinger, I think is her name and she went on that radio and she was saying, nigger, nigger, nigger all the, all the uh, rappers, they say nigger all the time well, they are black, they can say nigger, you cannot say nigger she was off the radio the next day, praise the Lord <laughs> so you got to be wise and sensitive to that People would take it if it's their kind. They won't take it coming from you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So when we deal with people, when we confront people, we ought to deal with the action that they can change. We ought to deal with the action that they can change and move away. You know what I found out? I found out that short people, not too tall people. Excuse me, I'm that back. Erase that from the tape, please. People that are not too tall do not like to be addressed as S-H-O-R-T. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I, didn't, I did not say it. So I never, address, I never call people that. Oh, now you're never going to hear from my mouth, oh, that sister that is S-H-O-R-T. You're not going to hear that from me. No, no. not from this brother. <laughs> so what do I say? You, you know that sister that is not too tall? <laughs> say met somebody it's all learning how to deal with people it's all learning how to bring out the best in people because there's a king and a fool in every human masculine heart you did hear what i just said nabal spoke to the fool in david david wanted to kill him can you imagine he wanted to kill the man just because he didn't give him a hamburger <laughs> whole king of israel Abigail came and spoke to the king and him so we talked him out. Come on, King David, you can't do it. He said, okay, 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 I'm going to change my mind. Next thing, died. It's because fools die early. David picks up the phone. Hey, hello, baby. You want to go on a date? <laughs> she ends up marrying the king why because she spoke to the king in him if you speak to the king in a man you're going to get the king in him if you speak to the fool in him that's what you're going to get and the reason why you think all your husband is is a fool is because that's all you are speaking to believe me believe me because that's all you are speaking to, so that's all you see, and that's all you think, and you think is a fool. But another woman can come and speak to the same man, and speak to the king in him, and get the king out of him, and you... Oh. Let me move on to the next one. My God, the string sisters are going to strangle me after this message. <laughs> Number six, avoid sarcasm. Humor does not have to be sarcastic. Sarcasm indicates that you're angry at people and not at their actions. It brews resentment. We must learn where we confront to recognize people. Don't belittle people, don't manipulate people. Be sensitive and encourage personal growth. People can tell when you care for them And nobody cares what you know until they know that you care It's one of the reasons why we ought to show care to people Because when you care for someone, you earn the right to correct them when they need it You have no right to correct me when you have not shown that you care for me By and large, I never spank any of the kids in Sunday class except my children. You know why? Because none of them has lived in my house and ate my food. But the ones that are mine when they misbehave, they get a good spanking. If the Spirit of God catches me early, they will get it privately. If not, they'll get it right. (laughs) Because I have earned that right. And they know daddy loves me. Praise the Lord. It's the same thing. God called us to have dominion, but He did not call us to dominate other human beings. Our, our domain does not involve the sphere of other humans. Anytime you are trying to dominate another human being, you are moving into witchcraft. Is your witch. You're a terrorist! Yeah, government. Government says, uh, you know, we're going to get all terrorists and we're going to defeat Al Qaeda. i want going to get a, going to get all. I want to dismantle them. And he means well, and I support him. But Mr. President, you can't get uh, all of them because all terrorists are not just Al Qaeda. There are some terrorists right in some of our homes. Because anytime you are trying to force your wife to do stuff, you are trying to beat her to do the right thing. You are nothing but a terrorist. Don't worry, says. I'm an equal opportunity rebuker. I'm going to come where the brothers are. Just give me some time. I'll save the best for last. It's the it's, 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 it's spirit of a witchcraft trying to manipulate people. Even God doesn't manipulate us. And you're not greater than God. will lock you out until you do what I said. You are a terrorist. Do you know what the Bible says? I got to give this to you. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. The wrath, you got to get that in your spirit. That means you're never going to get a righteous thing done by being angry. That means you're never going to get your kids to behave well by breaking the plate and flinging your dinner across the room. If you fling your dinner across the room, you're going to go hungry tonight. That's what's going to happen. And kicking the dog and and slamming the cat because you're angry. The wrath of man, you, you, you want well, but you're going about getting the right thing in a wrong way. Tell somebody that will not work. We know you won well. You're angry to spend all of that money to buy the dress. We know. You should be angry. I'll be angry too. We earn $2,000 and there you are. Clear that account to buy that red dress. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We know. But don't don't make her sin make you sin. Say amen somebody. So, in an effort to confront, in an effort to speak, in an effort to deal with issues, let us be sensitive to people. Let us move away from demeaning comments, from sarcastic, resentful, breeding comments. Because then we defeat the whole purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. Did you get it? Give God a wonderful round of applause if you get it. (sighs) Got to move a little faster now. Give me the next one. Avoid words like never and always. Because all they do is exaggerate and distract from the point and make people become very defensive. Words like never and always are almost never true. Notice I didn't. I almost, I almost got into the trap, but I made sure I didn't. I said almost never true. You didn't get that. Because <laughs> when your birthday comes and you tell me, I never remember you, you. You never remember my birthday. Well, I did when we were dating 25 years ago. So. <laughs> you forgotten. I, I know you forget that one. So avoid words like never and always. Because all they do is make, you see, the brother then sees your, I I, got to come to the brother. The brother then sees your confrontation then as an attack. As opposed opposed to a building dialogue. You are now attacking me. Because I know that's not true. I never, I never. Every time you tell a brother never, immediately he goes, "No, no, no, never. Praise the Lord. To avoid words like that. Let's avoid exaggerations. You know, so many times. Come on now. It's just three times. You go, you going so many times. So instead of me listening to what you say, I'm like, when is it so many times? One, two, three. And I'm thinking, it's only three I can remember now. There she's going so many. So even the thing you're trying to describe, I'm not even, I'm, I don't remember it anymore. I'm just thinking about it. So many. I want to know when it's so many times. this. Amen? Amen. Number eight, present criticism as a suggestion or a question if possible. Praise the Lord. Present criticism, want to criticize sometimes, present it, don't you think it would be better if we do this like this? Don't you think it would be wiser if instead of that, We do that. And you're saying the same thing. But what you're saying has far more impact than saying it the way you used to say it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Give me number nine. Give me number nine. Don't apologize for the confrontation meeting. This signals that you're unsure of doing what is right. Precious are the wounds of a friend. A real friend doesn't just celebrate with you at the good times. They tell you when you are off. And you have to decide, do I want to be just a flatterer or a friend? My husband is my best friend. You ought to tell him the truth then. It's not that you shouldn't tell him. It's that you should, you should tell him in the right way. Is the way that you should tell him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And don't apologize for saying it because if your intention is growth... If your desire, your true desire is telling them, because you know if you don't tell them, somebody else will tell them with a worse penalty, then you're not being a true friend. So don't apologize for it, don't apologize for dealing with issues. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, "Be not afraid of their faces. Don't, don't, don't worry about the tantrum he may throw." You remember that uh, advert that the one parent told uh, uh, a child about, I think drugs, and the child goes, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, oh, you know," and they put their, you know, do not. Do not worry about the, their action when you tell them. Because studies and studies and studies have found out that kids are much less likely to say no to drugs if they have been told about it at home. So when you're telling him, he's looking at, mom, don't bother me, please. Please. But he's hearing, and don't apologize for it. He needs to hear. Don't be intimidated by that. See, you cannot control somebody's actions or somebody's response. You can only control your own. So what you want to do is you want to do what you need to do in the way that you need to do it, regardless of the response you get. Are you getting me? So don't apologize for it. Many times is where many of us told about Christ before we finally came. I was told about Christ tons of times. Couldn't stand Christians thought they were all hypocrites. So that's why when you call us a hypocrite now, I don't take any offense. I'm just ripping what I sold. <laughs> when you say, all pastors want is your money. I'm not going to take any offense because I, 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 I said that. Trust me, I said it much earlier than for you did. so. That's karma. What goes around comes around. I'm reaping false accusation. I sowed it before. (laughs) Say amen, somebody. you understand what I'm saying? So then don't let that stop you from sharing the truth. Amen? And don't apologize for it. Don't apologize for it. Don't apologize for it. Give Give me number 10, final one. Remember the sandwich principle. Always remember the sandwich principle. I'm going to close with this. What is sandwich principle? You start with compliments. You deal with the issue. And you end with compliments. Many times... Especially in a long relationship, when I say relationship, not necessarily a, a spousal relationship, but sometimes business relationship or employee relationship and all that, you know, especially when we've, 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 we've had to deal with each other for a long time. Many times people build walls around their heart, walls. And no matter what you say, you cannot get in without the walls. but do you know what will break down any wall? It's a fantastic story in the Bible in the Old Testament the children of Israel they were supposed to take Jericho. The Bible says that they had not fought. That their parents knew how to fight. But God had killed off all of their parents because of unbelief. Because sometimes, faith will get you much further in life than skill. Oh, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. Their parents knew how to fight, but had no faith. Unbelief. So God killed all of them. said, none of you, even though they got the promise... God gave them the promise, but because of their stinking thinking and stinking talking, God said, no, you're not going to the promised land like this. So their children grew up, and, 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 and you, know, you know, some of us, some of our children, they, they grew up not having been exposed to some of the challenges that we have had to do in order to be where we're at. So they take as normal what is a miracle to us. And all he did to go and get a social security is just to apply in the office down the road. He didn't know what I did to go and get a visa to come. How many understand what I'm talking about? (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? And God was going to take them To take the city. Now, let let me tell you something about Jericho. Jericho, the walls around the city were so thick. The Bible says, chariots were going up on top of the walls. Matching up on top of the walls. And to cap it all, God says, tells Joshua, circumcise them. Now, I know the sisters won't understand this, but the brothers know what I'm talking about. With a stone. One thing is to circumcise in this day and age where we have lighter cane, and, <laughs> and a whole other thing to circumcise with a rock. Talk to me, brothers, because <laughs> sometimes God's strategy makes no sense. I cannot pay the bill, yet you're telling me to give 10% to the church? God said, if you want to take this city, you're going to have to follow me. Joshua does. God gives them a strategy. He said, one time every day for six days, I want to march around the city on the seventh day match around it seven times and shout <laughs> and see what happens a shout of praise their parents had been killed off because they were shouting a shout of complaints and unbelief God said now you're still gonna shout but this one is gonna be a shout of of praise and see that what unbelief could not do see what praise will do uh, who am i talking to in here what's your nagging and your bragging and your screaming and your debate will not do watch and see what praise will do and the bible says that when they shout it, good god almighty the whole Jericho walls came crumbling down. And I want to talk to a sister today. Maybe you have a husband who has built a wall so thick around his heart and you think you can break the wall down by screaming and shouting and talking all oh, men and men are no good and yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tell you something that will work. Praise. I'm not saying... That you should not tell him what he's doing wrong, but what I'm saying that you should begin by telling him what he's doing right. Because if all you do is tell him what he's doing wrong, he feels unappreciated. He builds the wall. That's what he does. He makes the wall thicker. He makes the world say, all I'm doing, I'm a provider. I'm caring for you. Now we know that that's not enough and he needs to hear other things, but you've got to know how to make the walls come down. Because if you're just nagging about what he's doing wrong, all it does is make the walls thicker. He says, You're an ungrateful woman, don't, don't come on. I know that women will appreciate me. But when you start with a praise, do you know why men are like that? Do you know why? Thank you for being honest. I'm gonna tell you why. Because they are made in the image and likeness of God and God is like that good God if you start praising God right in the middle of your mess and start praising God you're still good I trust you you're my way maker you're Jehovah Jireh you're my All oh God God will do and oh he will break into the mess he will Oh. And that's how men are. When you start praising a man, he will do anything to uh, let him you, you just let him come carry the groceries. Say, oh baby, you're so wonderful. Look at how you're just kind. down there. So let me carry him on. Let me carry him on. Let <laughs> he will almost break his hands trying to impress you. Ah, uh. So when you come with a praise then you can bring in the issue and then you end with a praise before he builds another wall quickly. (laughs) That's what's called the sandwich theory. You come with a praise. You bring the issue. You end with a praise. Because you want him to know This is not about the issue. I see you much more than this issue. You are far more important to me and you mean so much more to me than this issue. I have not reduced all of your life to this issue. Let me tell you what you do good. But yes, we gotta talk about this. But it's because I want you to deal with this and get the victory over this and grow from this. That's my purpose, not to belittle you. And I want you not to misunderstand me. So when you start with a the praise, then you deal with the issue and you end with a praise. That's the great way to get him. Tell somebody, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Give God a praise, somebody. Come on, give God a round of applause speaking the truth in love oh my God look at the time hallelujah bow down your heads with me bow down your heads with me God wants to restore our homes restore our families restore our marriages restore our relationships yes he wants to he wants to rebuild what the enemy has torn down yes yes that will give you years of heaven on earth as we trust him as we call on him sometimes we got to call on him who can do everything who can do anything we spend too much time wasting our strength on stuff we can't fix when we ought to just simply call on God who can fix everything we just call on him today hallelujah let's call on him you know we never like to close a service without giving somebody an opportunity come to God maybe you're here you don't know Jesus your own experience you've been so belittled or you are the belittler as we preach and teach the spirit of God is speaking to you because God wants to bring you into a grace that you've never experienced before and show you the wise way to live so that we can maximize our lives And experience optimum rewards not because we're bad it's just because we didn't know any better when you're a child you don't know better but now the Bible says it's time to grow wants us to grow maybe we need God you need God you need his grace you need his strength right where you are I want you to lift up your right hand right where you are it's not over until God says it's over thank God for those hands any other hands need prayer today Say just pray for me just want to do a green prayer Just lift up your right hand right where you are. Don't ask any questions, don't answer any questions. Spirit of God is in this place. If you're watching us streaming live wherever you are, from Africa to Canada, from India to Ethiopia, we want you to know that the same God in this service is there with you. If you just call out to him. Spirit of God wants to help and strengthen and bless you. Yes, God is interested in your relationships. Because oftentimes, our peace and our joy is compromised by the quality of our relationships. He is interested in your relationships. Don't you ever believe the lie the devil told you? Yes, he is. And as you call on him, he's a God of family. He's a God of people. He's a God of relationships. He wants to bless and strengthen and heal if you let him do it today. So right where you are, why don't you just call on God and ask him to come into your life. Tell him to come into your heart. God will not only teach you what you need to know He will give you the grace to do the truth that you now know If you call on Him Hallelujah Hallelujah! All heads bowed and all eyes closed If you raise up your hand Or you should have raised up your hand I want you to stand to your feet and come to this altar For the next few moments we want to pray for you Pray with you Just stand to your feet and come to this altar Don't ask any questions, don't answer any questions Just come, thank you Jesus the power of God is in this place. The presence of God is in here. We just want to touch and agree and pray with you. Just come to this altar. If you raise your hands, you should have.